All right. <laughs> I feel like we just whirlwind into this episode. Yes, we did. <laughs> so many levels. Yeah. You don't even know what just happened. You don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I, you're right. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> I only have half the story. <laughs> yes. But we got you a Diet Coke, got me a coffee. Ready. We're in the well, nook. Yeah. The portal's revved up. I can feel it. <clears throat> me too. Yeah. I think we're good. Me too. So let's just jump right into it. Okay. I'm ready. All right. It'll be an interesting episode. So with your history that you've brought up about your religious experiences, um, I know that this might trigger in a certain way right away, uh, but I want you to go whichever direction you feel on this, as always, whatever feels the most authentic. Um, but I wanted to get your opinions on what role you felt guilt plays in our lives. Um, and I specifically have in mind kind of the the difference and overlap of guilt and shame. Um, I Before we did this episode, I looked it up, you know, just like a basic look up of mm -hmm. the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt being, you know, I feel I did something wrong. Shame being uh, I am wrong in myself, in my being. And then there's the third, which is humiliation, which is I was unjustifiably shamed. So those are like kind of baseline, I think, the differences. But focusing in on guilt, um, or if you want to focus on, on shame, whichever feels more comfortable, I wanted to get your opinion on what, how that plays in our lives, uh, positively, negatively, or just as a mechanism. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely right about the um, religious aspect of that. I, I think guilt is, ooh, it's probably the foundation of control and mm and enforcing rules in, in probably in almost any religion. Um, I shouldn't say that, no. I, I'm speaking from Catholicism. <laughs> from any sector of Catholicism. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and they are all in, intertwined, for sure. Mm -hmm. The guilt, the shame. Um, so you would like a perhaps story or what my thoughts are on the purpose of guilt or? Um, I think unless you have a story that specifically comes to mind, mm -hmm. which then, it, you know, if it's screaming, then let's go with that because that, that sounds like it needs to be told. But if you're not really, if something in particular doesn't come into mind, yeah, the role, I would imagine, I'm putting myself in your shoes here with your backdrop, your history with guilt mm -hmm. in this background specifically, mm -hmm. that there's a lot of like you use the word control. I don't think that that's a, I personally don't feel like that that's a great feeling, right? To being controlled by guilt. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I suspect that there is a, a good reason for guilt too. Like, I don't think that guilt in and of itself mm -hmm. is just a negative control mechanism. I don't think so, but I'm not sure on that. I might feel different by the end of this episode. Yeah. That, and gosh, there, there are so many ways that you can look at guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm thinking back since we you know I'm my, my brain's in a little bit of the uh, the Catholic childhood here, mm -hmm. but um, and I may have talked about this a little, but like in in second grade was the 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 year that we um, <clears throat> we made our first confession and 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 a, and a whole the whole idea of making a confession is uh, you've done things wrong. 
Mm-hmm. And you are made to feel guilty about those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you told a lie. Maybe you, you know, whatever. You right. stole some candy from the candy store. What, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so in second grade, what age? I, I'm seven. trying to think maybe seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um Every week, you know, we would practice, we'd go to church and we'd line up and and there's a confessional and it's dark and spooky and the priest sits in the middle and then they have two little doors on either side. And, um, you know, when the little light goes green or or whatever, I don't even know if we had the lights, I might be thinking of more recent, but... Hmm. You know, it was your turn, and you and you kneel down, and you you know your father, you you pray, and you say, "Father, I have sinned. It's been," and then you say, "How many weeks since your last confession?" And then um, the priest usually opens his little window and and looks at you and says, "Okay, you know, my child, or whatever, what have you know, what are you coming to confess?" And then, and then you start telling the priest what you've done wrong hmm. at seven years. <laughs> At seven years old, because, yeah. and that may have changed now. This is my childhood. I don't know what the Catholics do these days, but that's when you really start to feel, or you start to have that, and and I think it's guilt. I, I need to really think about this as we talk, but mm-hmm. I, I believe that feeling is guilt, that I've sinned, mm-hmm. and and it's an assumption that everyone has sinned right. <laughs> because if you haven't, then there's no purpose for the whole confession thing. There's no purpose mm-hmm. for making a first confession, mm-hmm. but it's part of the path of becoming a Catholic. Yeah. Like you're baptized and, mm-hmm. you know, you make your first confession, your first communion. All, you, they, they have all the, they, they map out your whole life for you right mm-hmm. up to the end. You know, your last rites. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so if you're raised in that, then that you, you start at a young age to know that, you know, you that there are sins and you feel guilty about that. And the only way to kind of get rid of that and get right again with God is to confess to a priest. And the priest has a closer contact with the man upstairs, or at least that was my understanding as a child. Right. You know, if the priest says, okay, all right, we, we, you know, you've done this, 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 and that. You need to say five Hail, Hail Marys. You need to say an act of contrition. And for this one, you need to say a rosary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then you go on your way. And so, th- so then you have this little, you have a to-do list. Okay. So because I was mean to my mother and, you know, I stole that candy from the store and I did something else. Once I say, you know, my five Hail Marys and I I go through what the priest told me, then I'm good again. But you're only good until the next Friday when they line you up again Mm -hmm. as a second grader in church and you got to go to the confession again. And I can vividly remember being in line with my classmates, and we're trying to think of what in the heck sins that we haven't said, or, you know, we're trying to think of what we can say. Because yeah. priests, you know, you can't just go in there and say, I haven't done anything wrong this week, Father. Mm-hmm. That, that, that didn't fly back then, because right. it was assumed, it was expected mm-hmm. that you did something. Mm-hmm. You just got to dig deep and think of what it is mm-hmm. that you didn't do right and you know and then pray about it and 
get God on your side again. You've done something wrong. Yeah. So it sets a stage for you as a child to, to, to be laden with guilt and rules. And because, because w without it, let's face it, if, 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 if you're in a religion that does not teach that or require it at that age, you're living your life. You're a kid. Are you going to make mistakes? Sure. Mm -hmm. And hopefully your parents, you know, or, or whatever it is you're doing, hopefully they will be the role model. And they'll say, you know, hey, that wasn't nice to, you know, take five pieces of candy when it's only six left. You know, how about share? You know, the basic things you teach children. Right. But in the Catholic world that I grew up in, right away, you're, you know, you're, you're a sinner and you got to you got to say these different prayers and next week you got to have more sins lined up and it didn't like it it didn't make me or my classmates go out and do bad things to be forgiven right. but it did in a twisted way make you try to come up with things to tell and that in itself now I look back at it was a sin because we were lying to the priest about things that we did because we were kids and it made no sense. Yeah. It it just didn't. It made no sense. Yeah. Um and anyway, yeah. so for for you know, my take on guilt from my childhood that kind of played a role that it's always making you question am i following the rules if i'm not following the rules then i need to make reparations i need to be forgiven mm -hmm. and if you're not doing anything wrong you still are having to confess something mm -hmm. which makes you doubt the life you're living well was that a sin or gee or you know did i lie to anybody did i was i mean to anybody did i steal anything you know you're going down the list as an as a seven or eight year old it ain't it ain't too much you know it's right. not major sins yeah. but you're, you're trying to think of it mm -hmm. and you're being judged yeah right you're being judged by the priest based on how many you know I could remember some, and it seemed like well, there were boys more than girls. The boys would come out and they'd be like, oh, I got like five rosaries to say and I got to, you know, help out at the clean the church and I got to, you know, I got to do all. it. And, you know, at that age, like what's the worst this kid did? Right. Nothing. Come on. Yeah. Stop. Stop with the guilt. Yeah. Stop warping people children's minds into feeling that they are constantly living in sin mm -hmm. let them live their lives let them make mistakes let them learn from it mm -hmm. and let them be healthy yeah yeah there that is very uncomfortable this kind of this concept of an inherent state of being in which you are sin you are guilt like it's and it's, it's told to you you're born into state. sin it doesn't matter right yeah you always have to go back to confession anyway right yeah yeah that it's part of the comfortable yeah. yes there's no out no <laughs> there's no way of living in which no yeah because if you don't confess your sins that's a sin right and um and, and this mm. all 
and, and and if there are any Catholics out there, current Catholics, you know, this is my experience, Absolutely. and it's been a long time mm-hmm. since I have been in mm-hmm. a well, you know, practice Catholicism a long a life a lifetime ago, and mm-hmm. that may have changed. Yeah. Maybe maybe this this doesn't happen this right. way. Maybe it's optional mm-hmm. these days to go to confession. I don't really know. Yeah. But that was my reality as a child. Yeah. Well, I'll say as someone who is kind of not in any specific religion but exposed to a lot of religions, mm-hmm. I do associate the word guilt with Catholic. You know, you, you know, oh, my Catholic guilt. You know, I've heard that sentence, not just from you. <laughs> like, it does, there is an association with that, with that specific religion as someone who's kind of on the outside. And I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but just kind yeah. of as like a, you know. Yeah. Outsider. Yeah, you know, just kind hearing of the around, little. That, that's a word I associate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something I wanted to ask you. Oh, so this was like forced upon you. You know, you are guilty of something and you will confess it. But, and guilt is a very personal thing. So I'm not asking you to ever divulge something that you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But do you kind of remember the first time or the most significant first time because I'm sure there might have been lighter versions that you actually felt guilt like regardless of whether you confessed it or whatever you did with it but mm-hmm. you know you're saying you made up or like very critically analyzed your checklist of what did I do to <laughs> so that I can confess which obviously I don't feel a true sense of guilt in that like that's that was just your point but with growing up is there mm-hmm. A moment that crystallized for you or because I, I would imagine you felt guilt in your life oh sure yeah. of, of okay. course yeah. I mean yeah I I think probably as once even toddlers probably feel feel mm. guilt I mean mm. if you know the mom the mom says okay you know uh, the the cookies are for for dinner and and you're like okay ma you know I, I won't you know and then the minute the ma is in the bathroom or somewhere and you're like mmm then then right and you're like you know yeah. you're like ah oh. and and you eat a cookie yeah. and then you lie about it you yeah. know like the mom being a mom and you being a kid here's the cookie jar you know right mom comes back in. Okay. Um, did I hear the cookie lid, the jar on the lid? And you got still have crumbs in your mouth, <laughs> and and you're and you're looking, you know, you're looking the other way, and we're like, no, you know, no, and uh, who me? <laughs> and then the mother's like, don't lie to me. And then you know, and then you, I think that's guilt you feel because number one, you broke the rule. You said you were going to do something, even though you're a kid. You said, okay, I'll wait till dinner, but you, you get the cookie. Then you get caught. You feel bad that you got caught, and then, and then the third thing is you're lying about it, hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah, guilt starts young, hmm. and I think it is. It's a very human emotion. Hmm. I mean, I had gone on about you know my my religious upbringing, but even if you have no religion in your life yeah. at that point as a child, you're going to feel guilt, of course. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to break rules, and and it's kind of how you learn, you know. The don't touch the the stove; it, it's hot. And you know, maybe you're the kind of kid that does, you know, wants to see what hot is, or oh, it doesn't look hot to me. The flame's not there, and you stick your hand on the on the grate, and you and you burn yourself. Yeah. And then you start crying, and and you you know some 
some of us are wired to want to test the boundaries at a very young age. Mm. You have those kids in the supermarket that are like screaming and, you know, and then you have other kids that are very, okay, I won't do it. And they don't, and they have no desire to. So I think, I think kind of the, the guilt part of it, Mm. it's almost like we're testing, we're testing things. And when we get caught, doing something that we're say that we say we won't do or we agree we agree to something but we then kind of secretly go the other way even if you don't get caught i think you still feel guilty because you're like even if the kid didn't get caught by the mom the kid's got that cookie in their belly and they're like ha you know i feel bad you know but not really because i <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like part of the being a human you know it's well, i definitely think it's very human and yeah. as someone who was not steeped in religion i felt more <laughs> guilt than a human's worth you know by 15 so i can tell you like <laughs> guilt 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 <clears throat> um so you said that you kind of felt like you needed to work through what guilt meant to you through this episode you know you were kind of thinking it through and i feel the same way and mm-hmm. this what you're bringing up i kind of I'm feeling different things. Like okay. I'm, so I'm feeling there's one where I'm going to get in trouble, which I don't see as guilt. Maybe I'm guilty of a crime that gets me in trouble, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean I feel guilty. Right. Okay. And, and so like, yeah, so will I get in trouble? And that trouble could be, I don't know, I feel like getting burned on a stove is a little bit different. That's a consequence, an immediate consequence. You're guilty of hurting yourself, I guess, in that case. And then there's the second, which is what I more actually associate with the idea of guilt, which is like your character, your word. You're saying, I mm-hmm. said I would do this, mm-hmm. but I went and secretly or not secretly or whatever, it could be openly, did this. Uh-huh. And I feel like that is where guilt is. And and so as you were speaking, I was thinking, well, I feel like one of the ways that you're talking about is just being guilty of a crime. But the actual concept of feeling guilt, I think you can only really feel guilt if if your character or or your word or who you say you are is contradicted by your own actions. Like that's where I felt like I yeah. feel guilt. That's different because I could be guilty of speeding and I was going 61 in a 60. I'm guilty of the crime, but I don't feel guilty. So I'm like, I was yes. going 61 and 60. That's different. Yes. And and. In criminal justice, there are psychopaths mm-hmm. that, you know, they're, yeah. they've they've murdered ten people and yeah. they feel no gri- no guilt. Yeah, they yeah. their brain is just wired at the for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. They're a psychopath. They they yeah. feel they yeah. don't feel the guilt. Right. They feel they feel like they've done anything wrong. Right. And they mm-hmm. just and perhaps something in their brain justifies what mm-hmm. they did, and so they mm-hmm. don't feel guilt. Mm-hmm. But I think short shy of having a true mental mm. illness mm-hmm. we all feel guilt yeah well and actually i'm really glad you brought that example up because i was trying to there's a reason i picked this theme after last episode <laughs> please do tell <laughs> <laughs> well you know i brought up guilt and shame and just how some individuals are shameless like about just <laughs> They can say whatever they want to say. They contradict themselves left, right, and center. They are doing it openly, and there is no – doesn't seem to be any – even a drop of guilt feeling 
in it. Oh, like right. The personal right. guilt. Yes. They are guilty of lying, but they don't feel guilty. It doesn't seem like anyway. Um, and so I just realized, as you brought up, you know, the 10 murderers concept, and I'm thinking about saying, okay, if I'll feel guilty if I contradict with my actions who I think I am or who I say or portray myself as I am. And I think then there's, with going with the murder case, that went so extreme that it actually helped me understand. I think that's kind of a social contract because I do think guilt is very human. I don't mm -hmm. think that, you know, the discoverers or creators of, you know, Catholicism were like, oh, we're going to invent guilt. No, I think it was there. They <laughs> yeah, just, it was there they, for they sure. They just went ahead and decided to do something about it. Um, <laughs> and maybe there was good intent behind it, but with every, all good intent, there's also, you know, impacts in ways that you don't anticipate necessarily. Um, but regardless, I, th I feel like often, I mean, I, I feel like I've read a few research studies that really show that, you know, um, how we're driven as humans is by social contracts. So it's the back to that tribe concept. You know, mm -hmm. you need to work together. You, if you get too outside of the tribe, then you, you get dangerous and you get kicked out. Yes. And chances of survival are very low at that point. Mm -hmm. However, also studies have shown that like CEOs and certain individuals that are highly successful also display um, or indicate a... Uh, distance from that social contract mm -hmm. an ability to be like Meh, and move on and make those kind of rough call decisions mm -hmm. which can be good like so, that you do need that in certain cases and that yes. has also driven our evolution <laughs> if you get kicked out of the tribe and those reasons or those things that you got kicked out for you're able to build upon you might come back and end up taking over the tribe that's <laughs> right. right like that's, it does happen like, that's correct so um I'm, i feel like what mm -hmm. i'm realizing is in the in the lane of feeling the guilt, you have to have a sense of self and a sense of a social contract with others that you're then violating. And yes. that's where the guilt comes in. Yes, I, I, I agree. That's a really good analysis. Mm -hmm. Yes, you need the social part of it. Mm -hmm. If you're a hermit living on your own, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what you'd feel guilty about well, until you're interacting with, with another living thing, yeah. you know, if you you crunch a mm -hmm. bug or I don't know. Right. And you feel like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, yeah. that, I, I feel bad about that or yeah. whatever. You feel guilt for somehow you've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there definitely needs to be the social yeah. part of that to feel guilt. Right. And I was actually going to disagree with you and then I kind of stepped back and realized because I was like well I've I didn't have you know priests and nuns telling me I need to feel guilty I was <laughs> I was my own <laughs> confessional like mm -hmm. I was beating myself up but now that I step back and think you know, step back even further I'm seeing well all the things that I felt really guilty about were at the end of the day about relationships with other people like mm -hmm. there's a sense of maybe I feel less than for things that have only to do with me, but even that then is less than who? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, even then you have to have that secondary person. Yes. That's that is either judging or you're judging yourself through their eyes, or you violated in some way that contract. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
I'm in a very different place than I was in the beginning of this episode. See? Yeah. I knew that was going to happen with that topic. You called it. Guilt is, uh, ooh, that, that's all over the place. It's a hefty one. Yeah. And it, and it really depends on the example and mm-hmm. where we go with it. Right. So what are your thoughts about shame? Hmm. In association with, or if they're disconnected, I I think they're they're intertwined. Really, mm-hmm. uh, if you're guilty, all right. Well, uh, uh, no, I don't want to use the example of the psychopath because that person mm-hmm. doesn't care. I mean, they they mm-hmm. have a mental condition; yeah. they're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. But your average person, you do mm-hmm. something wrong, you feel guilty, mm-hmm. right? And then. The after effect of once the the kind of feeling of guilt goes away, then the shame comes because then you, it's almost like the the guilt happens first. Mm-hmm. You, you're found out. You've done something wrong. You're caught. You've, you you're you're guilty. Right. Mm, okay, that's bad enough. That's not a good feeling. And then you live with the repercussions of being found out of mm-hmm. being a you know whatever you've done it's out there. Mm-hmm. So now you bear the repercussions. Now you are shamed and probably feel that, the, you know, whatever happened to people, uh, you know, I guess it would help if I, if I gave some kind of an example. Um, you've done, uh, I don't know, you did something in your neighborhood, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you got caught. It was, I don't know what. You did something, neighbors found out. Mm-hmm. So you feel, you, you, were, you're, you were found guilty of, of a violation. Mm-hmm. And now you're being shamed by it. You know, mm-hmm. now neighbors are, you know, they're, they're not really waving too much anymore. And, and then the HOA, you know, is getting complaints because you violated something. And so you were found guilty, but now you're living with mm-hmm. that action it, it, it's the repercussions now. Now you're feeling shame. You're like, oh, why did I let that happen? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Now look. Now I my neighbors are upset. Now the HOA is involved. Now I might have to pay a fine because I've done something that, you know, I it was not a social thing that I that I, like I knew better but I did it and and I and I know it would be better with an example. I can't think of one right now. But I think the shame comes afterwards. And I, yeah, from what you just said, I actually, I hadn't had this clear of a thought in my mind until you gave this example, but I I almost feel like to be shamed by others, I would almost put that more under consequences versus actually feeling the shame. Like I've felt shame about things that no one even knew at all. The only person that we knew that I was me and I felt deep shame. So mm-hmm. there was no one to put that on me. But I feel like I, I hear what you're saying. And I think I agree that it's the secondary in that it's almost like you internalize the guilt as you are the thing that you did. Like you mm-hmm. are the guilty action. And mm-hmm. you make that there's a, like almost a lack of separation that happens where you really, yeah, I keep coming back to the word internalize and you you take on that guilt in a, yes. in, an, in, a, in, a, in a way of identifying yourself. Because I can also say, like, I can look back at things that I felt shame about when I was a child. And I have gone through therapy or talked it out with someone mm-hmm. and really realized, like, hey, like, I was a child. I was, this is what I was dealt. These are the tools that I had. 
And I'm once I figured out that forgiveness and I'm able to separate myself from it, the actual thing I did, the shame mm -hmm. really started dissipating. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like I, I'm kind of going back to that boundaries conversation we had. If you don't have the boundaries, you then take on the guilt in, an, in a personal identifier way. And not to say not take accountability, because absolutely right. take accountability for your actions, but that doesn't mean that's who you are. Right. And I think that's where it goes over. And I mean, just like someone could try to shame me for going 61 in a 60, but mm -hmm. if I don't feel, it's like, okay, you know, I wouldn't feel, you right. know what I mean? It would be like, the shame obviously is going you need to, to come from you. If you're, yes. if you're feeling like you want to try to look at me sideways and not wave to me because I went 61 in a 60 because I don't see a connection. Yes. A true connection because I don't feel it. Yeah, but if I truly feel the shame mm -hmm. and I feel like, yeah, I really messed up. Right. And on top of that, you agree, and there's consequences that are coming at me. That's going to just amplify yes. the guilt and shame cycle. Yes. Yeah. Um, agree. And like I said, in in my life, I I I I I didn't have, at least I don't think I had those those type of feelings of um, of shame and mm. and guilt and. Um, I mean, even when I use the example of, of uh, you know, the first um, communion, mm. I'm sorry, first confession, yeah. making your first confession, it, I recognized that as a child that, that, that it just didn't make sense. It's like I wasn't feeling it. Mm. You know, I wasn't feeling guilt. See, I was at seven. I wasn't I feeling. I wasn't feeling shame. <laughs> I I was just a kid. I yeah. was, and and your experiences obviously are very different. Yeah. You were feeling those things, mm -hmm. and I was not. Right. Yeah. I have my own Catholic guilt coming from somewhere. <laughs> Seems like you may have more Catholic guilt than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, that priest would be like, oh, my God. I know. Get out of here. <laughs> Get the rosary out. I might yeah. still have one home, Alex. It, there might still really? be help for your, for you. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with therapy. I think that's, <laughs> <laughs> this is my personal choice. <laughs> um, so, should I think? I think I will. I think I'm going to stop the conversation there. I think I think that was a clean. I, I felt at the beginning I wanted to talk about guilt and shame because in our last conversation, we were talking about how people sow doubt, and my end of that sentence is without shame, shamelessly sow, sow doubt among you know regardless yes. of what may or may not happen. Um, found guilty? Nope, I'm not guilty. You can try to shame me. I don't care. <laughs> You know, yeah, and so it was very interesting. It's like the, it's like okay, so how does that happen? Why do yes. some people? I'm sitting there as a child, feeling more shame and guilt for things that I was doing as a child than a grown adults who are full of <laughs> guilt are like nope, nothing. You know, so yeah. that was very contradictory, and I wanted to understand that. And I yes. actually do feel like from the beginning of the conversation to now, I, I feel like I have a better, like I'm able to discern it, kind of. Mm -hmm pull it apart and see where they each come in and go. So thank you for helping me. Because I was journaling about this. I was trying to figure some stuff out before I walked into this one. I feel like way more informed than I did 30 minutes ago. Well, that's, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. And, and these, 
yeah, I mean, it's these are human emotions, and we all are are different, mm-hmm. and how we internalize things and we interpret what it is that we're internalizing. Mm-hmm. It's different for all of us. Yeah, and um, so if that has given you a little bit of clarity and mm. you know that that's good yeah it's a beautiful thing <laughs> my therapist will be proud <laughs> saved her a session <laughs> um so at this point if you'd like to confess no i'm just kidding um <laughs> if you could tell us something that you do not feel shame or guilt about yourself something you love or grateful about yourself to role model to everyone this version of confessional yeah <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been so long since my last confession. Fifty-two weeks time. Oh years. my gosh! Yeah, it's been it's been way too long. And um, you know that here here's the thing, and I'll keep it tied to to what what I've talked about. We're all here for a short time, right? Mm-hmm. Life goes by fast. Yes. No one knows what happens to us when when we leave. And these emotions like guilt and shame and fear, all the things we, 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 that you beautifully um, present and, and we delve into, there are no right or wrong answers. And I'm grateful that we carve out some time here in this, this like fabulous nook um, to talk about it. Because let's face it, most people don't. And you don't even think about it, and and you go around and you're feeling a certain way, or you're, or you're popping some meds to you know deal with whatever, and you, you don't ever really take a step back and think, you know what? Why am I feeling this? I you know I'm I'm a good person, or you feel like no, I'm a I'm not a good person, and you know I deserve every bad thing that's going, you know. Just now I'm going to cry. <laughs> Good now. Good now. Okay. Um, But yes. um, So I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that we're able to um, just have these conversations. And if they help other people, that's fabulous. I know they help me and I know they help you. Yes. And, uh, you know, so I'm grateful for that. Grateful for you. Solid. Um, along similar lines, I'm also grateful that we sit back to actually, not even sit back, although we are sitting, but step back to really understand these human experiences because, you know, like you're saying, I hope that these help other people. Like that's the whole mm-hmm. point is we're trying to role model uh, imperfection and say, hey, you're still worthy of loving and belonging. You are imperfect, yes. and there is no escaping that static condition. Like correct, you are, unless you accept that you are imperfect, and that's perfectly imperfect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I've put a lot of work into. You know, I went from guilt and shame most of my life, and I've gone to many therapists. I've spent um, had many conversations. I've done a lot of different things to try to get myself out of that space, mm-hmm. and. Obviously, I've made progress. I just said, you know, I raised mm-hmm. my hand for anyone who's only listening. <laughs> when she said that, the <laughs> feeling down, or, you know, that's where we're at. Um, but one human, my opinion, the human condition is kind of always a bit of a work in progress. Like there's always things to 
grow and understand and different events happen and so then more you know oh now i gotta understand that event that just happened right yes um and as much progress as i've made i feel grateful that i'm not just stopping and saying okay well i'm mostly in a better space and let me just stop there because like i said i've thought about guilt and shame it's been on my list of subjects for us for a while i've thought about it you know walking to this episode i looked up the definitions i had a sense of it but even just being able to talk out loud with a trusted friend mm -hmm. in unexpected angles gave me insights that I up until now didn't have. And so I'm very grateful for that because I think if you stay in your head, that is, it will spiral. I think that yeah. was part of it. And I do actually want to say that maybe part of the whole confessionals was at some point and maybe for some um that who you know with who are trying to help people mm -hmm. priests and nuns are trying to make it so they're not all in their own head yes. and spiraling like maybe that is where that was birthed there are re you know ways that it could go into control and shame and actually make things worse but for someone like me maybe it would have been good mm -hmm. to be like oh i got that off my chest oh yes. i got to talk about it. oh there's a solution i can do some Hail Marys yes. instead of feel the same shame for years and decades later. Like what? <laughs> Mind blowing. So yes. Yeah. And just this to me is like kind of a confessional in that mm -hmm. sense of like just being able to talk about it out loud and explore the nuances of it and find the difference and say, oh, wait, that isn't that. It's that. Oh, OK. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden I got some relief. <laughs> Very long winded, but. I love it. No, no. You're right on track, Alex. <laughs> right on track. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> you and the portal, we're good. <laughs> That's all, all that matters right now. Cool. Well, thank you for another vulnerable day in the night. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> thank you, Father. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to wrap it up. <laughs>